Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Scott Luton and Kelly Barner here with you on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's live stream. Kelly, how are we doing today? We're doing great, Scott. It's a sunny day. We're ready to have a fun conversation. This is going to be terrific. Oh, this is going to be a blast. Yeah. You're right. And the weather is very nice. I know other parts of the country are getting ice storms. And in Texas and Arkansas, Josh Goody is already weighing in. Sunny and 35 degrees up in Seattle. Good to see you, Josh. <laughs> but folks, buckle up. Because as Kelly mentioned, we have a wonderful show here today. Kelly, we're continuing our one of our longest-running series, Supply Chain Today and Tomorrow, with Mike Griswold with Gardner, one of our faves here, one of our audience's faves. Mike always brings it, doesn't he, Kelly? Oh, he definitely does. That's right. And today, we've got what I'm calling a supply chain jam session. Well, almost, Kelly, almost. We had so much fun a few months ago using Hollywood themes to talk through global supply chain trends that we're doing the same thing today, but instead of movies, we're going to be focusing on legendary tunes. So, Kelly, do you have your supply chain jukebox warmed up and ready to go? I do. And before anybody leaves the stream, we promise not to sing. So not that kind of a jam session. There's no singing. There's no instruments. Seriously, you don't want that. But we are going to have a really fun conversation about supply chain and music. That is right. Kelly, that is a wonderful call out. We didn't want to scare anybody. So oh, Please don't uh, go. We're not going to sing. <laughs> All right. So before I share a couple of programming notes, I want to say hello to a few folks. As I mentioned, our dear friend, Josh Goody. Josh, enjoyed your perspective on the dip big tank commitments headed to Ukraine. Josh is a fellow veteran and was weighing in some things there. So Josh, hope this finds you well. Shelly Phillips, one of our faves around here. Kelly, right? Hello, Shelly. Great to see you up in, Shelly's up in uh, Colorado. So great to see you. Christine tuned in from the Bronx via LinkedIn. Great to see you, Christine. Amanda tuned in from Germany. Looks like, uh, let's see, my eyes, I should say Dr. Fomano, maybe, rather than Amanda. That looks like an Air Force uniform, but my eyesight could be hurting. <laughs> but hello from Germany, Dr. Fomano. Terry Butler tuned in from the beautiful city of Chicago. Great to see you here via LinkedIn. Welcome, everybody. And Josh says Gibson guitars, boosting maybe. I guess Jimi Hendrix, did he play Gibson guitars? Do you know, Kelly? I don't know personally. It's no. a huge name. I mean, I think... Am I remembering correctly? Was it Jimi Hendrix that played a right-handed guitar, left-handed, strung upside down? Oh, Josh can fact-check us on that. That might have been Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> okay. So, Josh, check that out. But hello, John Perry. Great to see you back with us as well. I always enjoy your sense of humor. So, good afternoon, everybody. And Shelly <laughs> wants to make sure old KB is in the house once more. So, everybody, we've got a couple of program notes, and we're going to dive into the conversation with Mike Griswold. So, stay tuned. I want to start, though, with, and first off, it's, it is the start of Black History Month today, February 1st. So, we look forward to celebrating those massive and extraordinary contributions throughout the month. So, look, stay tuned for that. Also, Kelly, we want to invite folks. We've been now, this Leveraging Logistics for Ukraine initiative has been going on seven months now, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it has resulted in over 670,000 pounds of humanitarian aid that has reached families in need in Ukraine and Poland and elsewhere. Folks, 
Thanks to all of y'all. Big thanks to our friends at Vector Global Logistics and Maureen and Enrique and Chrissy that have been leading the effort. But there's always time. Join us. So Tuesday, the 7th of February, 11 a.m. Eastern Time is the next planning session, and we invite you to be a part of that. Kelly, that is a, I mean, that is a noble mission, and it's a big part of the why we do what we do, right? It is. And truthfully, kudos to the Vector Global Logistics team, because this was not sort of an initially enthusiastic effort to maintain something like this for as long as they've been doing it. Not that we would question that, but their hearts and their minds and their energy are clearly behind this effort. So huge compliment to them for not just being sort of flash in the pan, but for sticking the mission out. That is right. Deeds, not words. And Enrique and Maureen and Kristen, and the whole, they've built an ecosystem that's really driven it. And they're committed to keeping on going, even when you don't see it on the headlines. That's right. So, and of course, thoughts and prayers for cooler heads. You know, it's a scary thing what we're seeing there. All right. On a much lighter note, Josh is weighing back in. Correct. They didn't make left-handed Gibson guitars. So he just flipped it on its side and let it go. Let it sing, as he says. That is, I had no idea. Good what? stuff, Josh. The things you learn here, right? Things you learn. So, folks, again, it's going to be all about global supply chain themes, but we're going to communicate it via music and tunes. So, get your own ones ready because we're going to be pulling some of those from Kelly and from Mike, but also from our audience. Two other quick things to hit before we bring Mike on. And by the way, that was Lieutenant Colonel. So, Doctor, I want to bring that back in. Dr. Fomano, as a Lieutenant Colonel Fomano and in the United States Air Force. So thank you for all that you do and your service and great to have you here today. All right. So speaking of service to country, I want to mention two quick things. The last weekend, Saturday, sadly, was the 37th anniversary of the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. Kelly, you and I have created some, had some great conversations around this Christian yeah. Boston area, but we focused our, with that said, our monthly LinkedIn newsletter and dove into the backstory of each of the seven astronauts. So a terrible tragedy, but you know they continue, their lives continue to inspire us all. Your quick comment here, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, Krista McAuliffe was a public school teacher just over the border from Massachusetts into New Hampshire. Um, and so all of New England kind of embraced certainly the mission that she was on and then felt her loss collectively. So this time of year, it's a pretty big deal around here, but just, just absolutely devastating. It's important that we remember these things every year. That's right. Well said. So remembering all of them. And, you know, today is also the the anniversary. Gosh, we're doubling down on tragedy today, but hey, we should remember these folks, especially to Columbia. Back on February 1st, 2003, we lost seven astronauts as the shuttle broke up, uh, re-entering, uh, coming them back from orbit. So, hey, their lives continue to inspire us all. Their lives continue to innovate, not just the space industry, but there's a tons of innovations that have been applied in industry from all the space missions, right? And of course, the private sector is a whole different space game now, but we all do want to take just a moment and remember their sacrifices. Okay, so on a much lighter note, thank you for your kind comments there and contributions. We've got a great show teed up with the one and only Mike Griswold. Are you ready, Kelly, to crank it up a bit in our supply chain jam session? <laughs> I am ready. All right, and as Kelly has promised, no singing today. But yes, that, and I'm actually saying that so that you can't make us sing. I'm kind of involving the audience in this. We are not singing. <laughs> oh, it's preemptive. I see. It's preemptive. Okay. Well, with all of that said, I want to welcome in our dear friend, the one and only Mike Griswold, Vice President Analyst with Gartner. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for the preemptive strike on no singing. I, I got you back, Mike with you on that. We should put a big disclaimer on here. There will be no singing. 
yeah. Well, that was great, Kelly, on your part. I didn't think of that when we were talking before the show. But yeah, the warding, I think, is very well done. Agreed. Agreed. And she beat me to the punch. I had that buried somewhere to ask y'all to sing your <laughs> tunes that you're going to mention. Yeah. But hey, she beat me to the punch. Okay. So let's start do this. You know, I like to start with a fun warm-up question and a couple of, in this case, musical history notes. So did you know, Kelly and Mike, that Born Today, back in 1948 in Buffalo, New York, was one James Ambrose Johnson Jr., better known as Rick James. How about that? And also born today, back in 1994, so a little bit younger, in Redditch, England, was Harry Styles, who my kids say is kind of a big deal. I'm still piecing my knowledge about Styles together. (laughs) So with that as a backdrop, I'd like to ask both of y'all, with this musically themed live stream here today, what was your favorite? And Mike, we'll start with you. What is one of your favorites all-time in-person music concert or overall experience? So I was just listening to the radio. This The event was in December of 2021. My wife had a milestone birthday and I was listening to Sirius XM and they said, hey, we're going to have, there'll be a, a short run in Vegas of Journey with an orchestra. Oh. So for her milestone birthday, we went to Vegas, saw Journey with an orchestra. It was fantastic. So Man. that's at the top of the list. It's got to be. I, and I, I love when these bands that had big major tunes, they reinvent it and they let you hear a tune a different way. You know, Eric Clapton and his Unplugged back in 1994, where he played a lot of his old stuff, but reinvented it acoustically. What a wonderful series. All right, so Kelly, that's going to be tough to top. Journey with a classical orchestra, it sounds like. So Kelly, what about you? Okay, so I'm going experience as opposed to seeing the band live. The Museum of Science in Boston does these laser planetarium shows, and there is no beating laser planetarium Metallica. (laughs) That is the best. (laughs) It doesn't get any more fun, any rowdier than that, except you're perfectly safe because you're at the Museum of Science in Boston. But that was an amazing experience. I bet. Man, okay. I'm not sure if I can top either one of those. I did catch R.E.M. in concert as part of their Monster Tour back in 1994. That was a really cool one. And locally here in Atlanta, I'm a big fan of the Sundogs. Good old preacher Will Haraway and his brother and his bandmates, they put on some great music and they have a Tom Petty tribute show each year. And that's certainly not to be missed. But look here, Gene Pledger saw hey. Paul McCartney live. That's pretty that's cool, cool, Gino. And by the way, Gino also is a drummer. We'll have to bring him on for our next jam session. Josh says, save all the singing <laughs> for the next supply chain <laughs> convention. I'm with you, Josh. Yep. And Mervin, great to have you back from Dublin. I uh, hope this finds you well. It's been a while. All right. So, Mike and Kelly, with that backdrop, we're going to dive into kind of our core conversation here today, right? Using music and some of the tunes we love, all love and know as a means of conveying some of the things going on in global supply chain. So, I'm going to warm things up just so the audience knows kind of what we're doing here. No, this isn't rocket science, but I want to have a little fun myself with a couple. So, I'm going to start with who doesn't like Motown? So I bet you didn't know, Kelly and Mike, that the Jackson 5, what they were talking about with their song, I Want You Back, was 2020 consumer goods pricing pre-inflation. I bet y'all didn't know that, did you? Very yeah. true. And it's our, like time our, travel. Yes, our Cracker Jack research team came up with this. And then secondly, if you remember the iconic Paula Abdul hit in the early 90s, uh, straight up, man, those video music videos on VH1 were playing nonstop. Well, who would have thought she was singing about critical frankness and transparency and 
supply chain communications with that hit straight up. So if y'all can't tell, we're going to have a little fun with music here today. So Mike, let's start with you. What is your first tune that really conveys what's going on with global supply chain? Yeah, I think I'll date myself with probably both of these, but I'm going to take us back to the late 70s, early 80s. The first one is Crystal Ball from Styx. I think as we think about the last probably two years, 2019, I'm sure we all wish we had a crystal ball and saw what was coming. When I think about how we talk to companies, right, as part of the the relationship they have with Gartner, there's always questions about, you know, what do you think is going to happen next? If you had a crystal, what would you see in it and so on? And I think what I see in leading organizations is not so much wishing they had a crystal ball. It's what can we do? What skills and capabilities can we acquire that whatever happens in that crystal ball, we're in good shape, right? So if I think about our supply chain top 25 and being able to handle disruptions and being resilient and being agile, as an example, and thinking about where are you investing your your technology dollars in terms of enabling those capabilities, if you have those three capabilities, right, if you can handle disruption, if you're resilient and you're agile, then regardless of what shows up in the crystal ball, you'll still be in pretty good shape. Yep. I, I love that. Kelly, speaking of what Mike was sharing, your thoughts there. So, you know, it's funny when we look back to 2019, I've actually said many times, I am thankful that I did not know what was going to be happening, at least on a personal level. Just let me sort of wander through in shock, trying to get through one day at a time. But certainly if you're running a large organization, if you're managing a supply chain, I can completely appreciate that desire to have a crystal ball. And you wonder where people would actually focus. So if you look at that crystal ball, and let's face it, you shake it up a little bit, it's mayhem in there. What would people choose to address first? Because so many things were all going wrong sort of at the same time. Even having that crystal ball, man, what a complicated couple of years we've had. You're so right. And there's a phrase, and we're going to try to get Mike back. Then we just had a little frozen connection. But there was a phrase that I learned in the metal stamping business, right? And I'll forever, after after spending time in that business, I'll be forever grateful for simple problems, right? Simple problems. Yes. There was a, there's a phrase I learned from a colleague named Jim, and it was focused on eat your frogs first, right? So your t- toughest challenges or of the day. Or not at all. <laughs> or maybe not at all. But I forgot the story behind that. But basically, tackle those toughest of problems on the first part of your day because they will get easier from there. Mike, we got you back. We are just talking about your first tune there. Your final word. Yeah, I think Kelly is spot on. I think even if we had a crystal ball in 2019 and we looked at it, no one would have liked what they saw. And most organizations in some form or fashion would have potentially been paralyzed from the standpoint of there's so much stuff that's coming our way. Where do we start? Like you said, eat your frogs first. Where do we start and how do we sequence this? So, you know, on the one hand, having a crystal ball can be good. But on the other hand, you know, if you have one, you can't let it paralyze you, right? You have to make decisions and you have to move forward. That's right. Paralysis by analysis is very real. Yeah. And, you know, Kelly, in the startup world, man, making decisions constantly, everywhere in business, but in particular yes. in the startup world, Man, you're making decisions every day and you got to make them. You got to make them. They're not all going to be right. But that's a great point Mike brought up, huh? Yes. And actually, so disclaimer, this is not one of my songs, but it does have a song connection. Okay. Anybody out there that saw Frozen 2, 
There was actually yes. a line from a song in Frozen 2, which was literally what got me through the pandemic. And it was Anna, stuck all sad in that little frozen cave. <laughs> do the next right thing, right? Yeah. So one step at a time, do the next right thing. I don't even remember the music that goes with it anymore, but little pearl of wisdom in that, in that kid's cartoon movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, Mike, I'm going to come back for your second tune in just a second. I want to okay. share a couple. Josh, Josh, that's a great one. I, <laughs> I almost brought in, heard it through the grapevine. And as Amanda put in the private chat, here come the dad jokes, heard it through the blockchain or something like that. But Credence, <laughs> CCR, really good, great band. With the and, raisins or without? Like yeah. California <laughs> raisins or not yeah. California raisins? Just straight CCR? Yeah, both. <laughs> I like both versions, of course. And Nerf, Nerf's. This, he says this comment's for you, Kelly. Frog skin uh, is uh, delicious, fresh out of the pond. <laughs> hard pass. Thanks, Nerf. Uh, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> and Shelly says, I saw Frozen 2, so thanks for calling that out that line. That's a really good one. Shelly, I agree with you. All right, y'all keep it coming. Keep it coming like Josh. Y'all drop your fa- some of your favorite tunes in the chat. And, and if you want to take a, a leap in terms of how it applies in global supply chain, we're all yours. Okay, Mike. What is your second tune here today? Yeah, <clears throat> same time frame. One of my favorite album titles. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Ario Speedway again, <laughs> roll with the changes. If there was ever a requirement for supply chains over the last two, the, two to three years, it's been that we have to be able to roll with the changes. Yeah. Things are going to be different. Our operating environments are different. Our customers are different. How we go to market is different. And our supply chains need to be able to adapt and need to be able to roll with the changes. So yep. that one to me resonated really well. And I just love the album title. I love it for, again, there's a lot of people probably Googling now the album cover, but the the fish with the tuning fork coming out of its mind. It's one of my all-time favorite album covers. And I think one of my all-time favorite album names. I am with, and, and it, gosh, every all of us were nodding our heads because we that's such a, a great call out. Kelly, your thoughts? No, I think it's excellent. And the fact of the matter is, I think most of us have given up on the idea of going back to normal or back to the way things mm. work. Even next normal now, like who has time to stop and define that? <laughs> so if you roll right. with the changes, just keep on rolling and hopefully it's a little bit downhill for you. I love that. You know, speaking of this, and I love this topic and I got to give credit to Mike. Mike thought of it because it. we could be talking for hours about different tunes that we love and how they apply, but it's the end of the world. As I know it, and I feel fine by REM. That almost went with that one because what happened pre-pandemic is, you know, so much of that's not coming back. So, and to be fair, there's some good parts of that, right? That's part of the silver lining of how industry is changing, and hopefully, we're making strides on becoming less fragile. Okay, I will add just one thing, Scott, Please, before yeah. we transition to Kelly. It's like every day when I listen to Sirius XM, all these groups that I grew up on are now in like their 50th anniversary tour and I feel so old <laughs> or there are foreigners on their farewell tour. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel ancient. Well, but yeah. It's, but it, they the, stood the, the test of time, Mike. You've got yeah. some great <laughs> bands. You talked about Journey. You yeah. talked about Foreigner, REO Speedwagon. You know what? Standing the test of time, there's something yeah. to be said for supply chain fundamentals, right? If I can attempt there to is. pull that back, some of this stuff, it worked. Agreed. There is. Agree, but there's also a place in all music history for those one-hit wonders, right? There's room at the table yeah. for everybody. Guy Ross says a good one. 
Talking Heads, Once in a Lifetime. God, that's a great one. It's a great tune, too. All right, so Kelly, what about your thoughts? What's your first tune? Okay, Mike, feel free to stick your fingers in your ears if you want. <laughs> well, we were well, backstage, well, well. and Mike said, just don't give a song by one of these two bands. And I was like, sorry, Mike. <laughs> I'm out of time to think of new ideas. So <laughs> the first song that comes to mind for me is Money by Pink Floyd. Mm. Especially if you think about that little marching beat at the beginning and you actually hear the cash register drawer bang shut and those coins jinkle inside there. I think a company's not only cash position, but access to capital as we continue to deal with high interest rates, we're sort of all waiting, are they ever going to get around to declaring a recession? I think cash position is going to be incredibly important, both because it's going to free companies up to seize opportunities, to make more independent decisions, but just simply even to finance their own supply chains. So having money on hand is going to make an enormous difference for those companies that spent wisely, put money up for a rainy day, because that rainy day is just about here. Man. And Kelly, that's a great call out. You know, much like Queen, which was legendary in how they found musical tracks and contributions to songs from the craziest different methods. I love the front end of that Pink Floyd song. But Mike, even though it's Pink Floyd, your thoughts here? <laughs> no, it's, it is a great, a great example. I'm thinking about when we did our supply chain of the future research, one of the things that we highlighted in terms of re reinventions for the supply chain is this idea of moving from operational excellence to being able to support commercial innovation. Yeah. And I think that ties into Kelly's observation around money, right? How do leading organizations use their supply chain to drive innovation, to drive commercial growth, to put more money in the coffers? I think what we saw during the pandemic is the supply chain is a great vehicle for doing that. It's a great vehicle for driving the top side, revenue, new markets, new products. It's also been historically really good at driving costs out, which is going to put more cash and more money in the, uh, into the reserves for organizations. So despite it being Pink Floyd, it's a great example. And then Greg, <laughs> to your comment, speaking of Queen, I'm thinking the, I won't say the title, but the one with the bicycle horn. And they've got the bicycle horn in it. So yeah. that's another great example of kind of finding, you know, sound effects in, in different places. But Kelly, it's a great example. It is. And you got to admit, whether you're an entrepreneur or if you're in sales or whatever, yeah. man, when you close business and you hear that cash register jing, you feel yeah. like dancing. Isn't that right, Kelly? Right to your heart, right? That's stability <laughs> ringing in your ears. Right. That's future right. opportunity ringing in your ears. It's so true. Okay. I'm gonna, before I get your second one, Kelly, we got some great comments here. First, Gino gets the age thing, <laughs> all those farewell tours. I would just add that oftentimes that's a bit of a gimmick. I've seen some bands and some solo artists have like 10 farewell tours <laughs> because it, it makes those cash registers pop, Ah, right? like Tom Brady. Right. That's it's right. retired again. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Gino also says, uh, My Nightmare by Alice Cooper. That's a good yes. one. Josh says, Pretty sure everyone in supply chains, the theme song was Stuck in the Middle with You by Steelers Will. That's a good one, Josh. <laughs> Let's see here. Christine says, Call back to Journey. Don't stop believing in your knowledge, your teams, your process, your data. Stability is an asset. Christine, that is poetic. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, now, Shelly also liked the Steelers' will stuck in the middle with you. And then here, Money by Pink Floyd and Voodoo Child by Hendrix to test any new speakers <laughs> or a headset. Josh, that's a good tip. Excellent. All right. So a lot of folks are playing along. Y'all keep the tunes coming. So Kelly, 
as we round out our top four here between you and Mike, what's your second tune? Okay, so my second tune, first of all, this is a long-distance dedication in the spirit of all this, and I wanted to finish us light. So I was brainstorming through with the Art of Procurement team yesterday, and boom, right off the bat, Phil Eidson had it. Always look on the bright side of life from Monty Python's Life of Brian. These have been hard years, and we may still find ourselves in a bad situation, as those guys are as they're singing that song. But the fact of the matter is, there's always something positive. There's always a tomorrow. And especially where we're trying to balance things like risk mitigation and operational efficiency with very important visionary long-term programs, all most of which fall under the ESG umbrella, we have to hold out that hope that there's a brighter future, even if that complexity continues. Yeah, Kelly, well said. Mike, love to get your response there. Yeah, I agree com- completely, Kelly. That's a great one. I mean, I think we, we've learned a lot during the pandemic yeah. around what our supply chains can do. I think m- many organizations learned a lot more about their supply chains than maybe they knew beforehand. Supply chains continue to innovate and continue to grow. And I think we're continuing to push the limits around what our supply change can do every day. And there's lots of silver linings that we're finding you know, every day in our supply chain, whether it's you know new skills and new capabilities that are emerging that we didn't know we had, whether it's new associates that are rising to the That's top right. and being able to take on more than maybe we thought they could and delivering you know excellent results. So there is, I think it, it's good for us as supply chain professionals to the best of our ability to be optimists because it is super easy to be a pessimist, particularly over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we can be optimists and look for those silver linings, I think the better we'll all be both kind of personally, but also as supply chain professionals. Well said, Mike. Man, you and Kelly, a heck of a one-two punch. All right, a couple last comments here, and then we're going to start to kind of make that final turn around the corner. Nerf said, Nerf says his song in supply chain is Steve Urkel from Family Matters. <laughs> the remix. Did I do that? I love that. Yes. Nerf. Good stuff there. Yes. Very uh, good. Guy's a big Monty Python fan. And Shelly says, awesome. Love Monty Python. We always need hope. Shelly, absolutely. And here, <laughs> John says, fun fact Ozzy Osbourne's <laughs> Crazy Train is actually about the base intermodal <laughs> Nice, John. Very good. Oh, John. Yeah, man, he is on the money with that. Okay. So I want a quick sidebar. So, Mike and Kelly, surprise question here. I'm going to mention something we're doing tomorrow. Mike, I want to get your take on NCAA basketball. And Kelly, I'm going to get your take on the NASCAR season that's coming up. But before nice. I do that, Supply Chain Nerds Talk Sports, backed by popular demand. It's probably been eight months since we did this. We're going live Thursday the 2nd. That's tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Now, folks, unlike today, where we got Kelly and Mike's supply chain management expertise, procurement expertise, you name it, tomorrow is all sports. Now, moving forward, we may bring in some a sports apparel company, supply chain leaders to you know, kind of open our eyes with a couple comments. But tomorrow, we're talking about the big, Big game coming up with NFL. I don't think I can say what SB stands for, but that and a lot more. So y'all join us at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Now, really quick aside, Mike, if you had to create a short list of some teams that look really good for the NCAAs as we're kind of moving into the last third of the season, what's a couple teams that really stand out to you? Well, there's a couple in your neck of the woods, right? Alabama is, I think, 
surprising people in terms of how good they are. Everyone obviously knows them as a football school, but they've got a really good basketball program. I think that they're one to keep an eye on. I think you know that you've got some of the perennials like Kansas has been up and down, but I think they will land you know pretty solidly in the top you know five. If I look, because I've actually been spending more time on the women's side. If you look at the women's side, it's interesting because you've got South Carolina, who everyone knows about. You've got right. Connecticut lurking in the wings at five, but you've got schools like Ohio, like Ohio State was in the top five. They dropped a little with some losses. Iowa's really good. Indiana is really good. So if you're looking for some names of schools that maybe you haven't paid as close attention to, you really want to look at the women's game because yep. there are schools there that have fantastic women's programs and fantastic athletes. Connecticut, I have a super soft spot for Connecticut. They have been decimated by injuries. They basically play seven girls and wow. their starters play about 40 minutes out of a 40 minute, but they're ranked number five and they're climbing. So yeah, it's a great time. This is the time really other than when the football game is over with next weekend, two weeks, I guess. That's when everyone tends to now focus on both men and women. And there's a lot going on in both. There is. And if y'all can't tell, not only is Mike a volunteer coach in basketball, but he's very passionate about the game. So y'all take that expertise to the bank and look forward to seeing how the season ends up. Now, Kelly, switching gears to you. Uh, I believe you and your uh, significant other are big NASCAR fans. Yes. If, tell me your favorite car or tell me who you think is going to win your pick. I know nothing about the sport. Okay. Cars, wicked fast. <laughs> right? <laughs> and also, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, we're huge NASCAR fans. Not something people typically associate with me, probably. But we go up to New Hampshire every year. We've traveled to some of the other tracks. My favorite I'm an 18 Kyle Busch. I know I can hear the booing. Everybody hates us. You know, NASCAR is interesting because over the last few years, there's been quite a few really storied drivers who have finally got to the end of their careers and retired. Some of them are on TV now. Some of them have gone on to do different things or to be team owners. And then this whole fresh crew of drivers kind of coming up a new generation. So I actually suspect that this year, you guys can check me, is the Super Bowl late? Is it like a little bit late this year, uh, later than usual, see. or is it right on schedule? It's pretty it's, close to being on schedule. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because usually we spend Valentine's Day in my house, super romantic, having dinner, <laughs> watching, I think they're called the Budweiser Duels now. It was like the week before they officially kick off the season. Okay. It usually falls right around Valentine's Day, and then we go on to Talladega Nights from there. But the most interesting thing about any beginning NASCAR season is not even who's sitting in what car and which sponsors returned, it's the new rules. Talk about an intricately regulated sport. Rules for cars, rules for on the track, new tires, wow. all of these different things that change. And it takes a little while as you get into the season, especially if you've been watching for a while, right. you'll see somebody get flagged and you're thinking, what? What did it even <laughs> do wrong? That looked fine. And you know, there's something about how far down up the shoulder you can go at whatever track it is. So figuring out all those new rules, also a little bit like supply chain and business, uh, figuring out the new lay of the land, what's going on. Very excited in just a couple of weeks that NASCAR is going to start back up. You can't make any assumptions. Mm. Can't make any assumptions. Mike, I think you were about to add something. Yeah, it's fantastic. We get a Monty Python reference. We get a Talladega Nights <laughs> reference. If you're not first, you're last. I mean, there That's are right. so many life lessons in Talladega Nights. It's amazing. <laughs> I, th I mean, as someone who's, you know, NASCAR uh, would, would not be high on my list, but just from a spectator sport, 
It seems like a great event, you know, a couple hundred thousand people at every event. It's certainly action-packed. You talk about the intricacies of the equipment and the rule changes. I think NASCAR is also benefiting from not only this influx of new people that you talked about, Kelly, but they're also getting more diversity in the actual drivers themselves. People that weren't necessarily attracted to racing are now getting into racing, both from an ethnicity perspective, but also from a gender perspective. It's becoming a much more inclusive sport. It's fun to watch. I mean, who doesn't like, you know, fast cars, you know, ripping around a track? I mean, it's a great, it's a great experience to watch. I have some friends who go to Vegas, right? Because where I live in Idaho, it's easy to go to Vegas. And they take in the big event in Vegas every year. And speaking of Vegas, yeah, I think, Kelly, to your point, though, the Super Bowl, I think we added a week to the season. I think there's an extra uh, yes. game, Thank which, you for that, which yes. might Thank you push for that. it back a little bit. But for those keeping score, if you're interested in the big football game and also an exciting golf event, the Waste Management Open, is which is in Phoenix all the time at the TPC Scottsdale with a stadium course, yes. that, is, that is Super Bowl weekend. And it's in Phoenix. So the Super Bowl is in Phoenix, the golf wow. event. If you want to go to Phoenix that weekend, I would suggest you don't. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a zoo for lots of different reasons. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool sporting events on the horizon. Yeah. That is probably as close as the PGA experience gets to a NASCAR experience is that, <laughs> yes. that Phoenix yes. golf tournament. Kelly, you're about to say yes. something. I was just going to say, you know, we were talking about all of these songs that symbolize, right, the year that we have ahead. And since we're talking about football, can we just acknowledge DeMar Hamlin? Right. You know, we're joking about how difficult things are. We're joking about what you have to overcome. Talk about a situation. Now, my my son, Tim, is an enormous Buffalo Bills fan. He has been for a really long time. We had a brutal time getting him a DeMar Hanlon shirt. It came Mm -hmm. yesterday, sent him right off to school in it today in New England Patriots country. But if we even if it's just as a supply chain community, all of these challenges that we're going through, I really do think the community as a whole is better, smarter, stronger for it. And I think DeMar Hamlin and the way his team and the way the Bengals behaved and the way he's just conducted himself and the outpouring of unity and support for his charity, if nothing can give us hope at the beginning of 2023, I think his example and the way that those very scary events turned out for the best, I mean, that is talk about always looking on the bright side of life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great example. At a time when we seem to find more things that we disagree on, having something like DeMar Hamlin where everyone can rally around, we can all agree on helping him and his foundation and everyone collectively hoping that he gets, you know, continues to, to progress and get well. It's those types of things that you look forward to seeing on the news versus the vast majority of stuff, which is just not super positive. All right, so both of y'all are illustrating perfectly and somewhat unexpectedly why we got to have a sports show because (laughs) supply chain folks, we see parallels and everything, and a lot of us are very passionate sports fans in one way or shape or form. So we're going to have Kelly and Mike join us, maybe not tomorrow, but some point soon. Kelly, we're going to definitely need a NASCAR correspondent and analyst. Oh, yeah, I can be a NASCAR rep. We'll call your agent and try (laughs) to set something up. But I want to wrap with a couple quick things here. I know Mike and Kelly both have some hard stops, but really quick. Uh, I think this is Amanda behind the scenes says that Johnny Cash was a big supply chain critic with his hits. Loving her was easier. 
than working in supply chain. <laughs> and there ain't no good supply chain gang. So I love that. Hello, Peter Bolay, all night and all day. Happy hump day to you as well. And I want to point out one other thing. So if I'm not mistaken, and Amanda and Catherine, y'all check me. When Mike and Kelly were asking me about the Credence Clearwater Revival, CCR, I believe Marvin Gaye was the first to sing I Heard It Through the Grapevine, and then CCR did the remix, but I could have that backwards. Maybe it wasn't Marvin Gaye, but if y'all could check me on that really quick, because it's going to drive me crazy, and I want to make sure I get my Motown right for sure. Okay, so Kelly and Mike, as we start to wind the show down, Mike Gartner, you keep turning out the hits, as we've talked about before. I was fortunate to attend a couple of y'all's events uh, last year. Hope to do it again this year. What's next for the Gartner team? Yeah, we're gearing up for the two symposium that we have. First week in May in Orlando, first week in June in Barcelona. We already have, I just saw an email yesterday. We've already got 1,500 people registered for Orlando. And here we are sitting the 1st of February. So really looking forward to that event. And then we're going to have, a, I think I've mentioned it before, but it's coming closer now. October and November, we're going to have two planning summits. So those are a little bit smaller events, but they're geared for people that either do planning, own planning, you know, or investing in planning. One's in October, one's in November, in Phoenix and in London. For our get-together in March, I'll have more specifics about what she's where and all that. But yeah, those are the two things that are up and coming. And then, and if I was a betting person, I would say in 2024, we're going to be expanding that offering of summits into maybe procurement, into logistics potentially. But yeah, planning is our focus for 2023. Love it. Hey, we need double doses, triple doses of planning expertise and yeah. sharing of best practices there, especially as the craft has changed. A lot of common themes remain, but still, plan the planning game has changed a good bit here for in sure. recent years. Kelly, get your quick comment on that, and then we're going to make sure folks can connect with you both. Kelly, what uh, if it's not a Gartner event? Any events circled on your calendar? I know you and Phil that you mentioned earlier, y'all got yep. some outstanding events. What's coming up for you? So literally, in 19 minutes, we have a webinar doing predictions for 2023. And then on February 15th and 16th, Art of Procurement Digital Outcomes. You know, we've got our own sporting things. We actually have somebody who's working to climb the vertical height of Everest. It's this Everest wow. 29029 project. It's That's the vertical feat. And he's going to bring his inspiring story and tell us how it applies to digital transformation and procurement, mm. believe it or not. So so check that event out nice. as well. And, you know, both of them being virtual. Awesome. Well, Kelly and Mike, Love all that y'all shared here today. Don't go anywhere. We're going to make sure folks can connect with you. I got to just share a couple more quick <laughs> comments, I promise. So get this. So John was responding. I think Shelly mentioned that. Let me back up a minute. So <laughs> Shelly mentioned that Ozzy Osbourne canceled his tour oh. coming up, right? And then John says, sad to hear, but hey, I'm 20 years younger than him, and I need a week to recover from one <laughs> trade show. <laughs> it's like, those things are exhausting. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Josh also, Josh, and by the way, and Amanda and Catherine, thank you all for your comments as well. So Norman Whitfield, I guess, saying, I heard it through the grapevine first. And then Marvin Gaye made him famous because he did a famous and a popular remix. And then CCR was, as Josh says, a cover of the cover. Love that. Thank you very much. And Christine, get this. She hates to say this, but a theme for <laughs> global supply chain, chain of fools by the one and only Aretha Franklin. Love that. Sometimes that's what you get. All right, folks. Thank you all so much for playing along. Man, what a great time. Final question. Mike, how can folks connect with you and Gartner? 
Yeah, LinkedIn and email, probably the best. Mike.Griswold at Gardner.com. Gardner.com if you're interested in what we've been researching and writing about. Perfect. It's just that simple. Mike, as he always says, he's getting better at LinkedIn. But y'all check out. (laughs) Check him out. He's one of the smartest folks. Him and Kelly are two of the smartest folks I know. Kelly, how can folks connect with you? I would say LinkedIn for me as well. I know it defaults towards follow. Please connect. Drop me a note. Let me know this is where you found me. I love to hear from people that join these live streams and listen into the podcast and watch the shows on demand. So say hi and let me know this is where you found me. Awesome. Love that, Kelly and Mike. And folks, beyond the outstanding conversation we had here, make sure you connect with Mike Griswold. Make sure you connect with Kelly Barner. Hey, make sure you, if you love talking sports, join us tomorrow. we got the link there, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be talking no supply chain, but all sports. Bring your hot takes. But folks, whatever you do, hey, beyond connecting with Mike and Kelly, as we've spoken to and had a good time with, but there's a lot of truth behind the tunes we've shared here today and today's supply chain jam session. Next time we're singing, Kelly and Mike, I'm holding y'all to that. But, uh, but oh. whatever. Or eating frogs. There right, will be no yeah. singing and there will be no yeah. eating frogs. Just yes. You can bring Greg back for that. Greg will sing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Kelly on that. Oh, gosh. Well, whatever you do, though, whatever you do, hey, act on something you learned today, man. Deeds, not words. Take that first step, right? So many folks can use some real non-lip service leadership out there in industry. But uh, on behalf of our entire team here at Supply Chain, now Scott Luton, on behalf of Kelly and Mike, challenging you all to do good, to give forward, and to be the change. We'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.